Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, wow. Okay, wow. Welcome to episode four of Off Book, On Book, uh, the scripted musical process. Scripted musical process brainstorm the gathering brainstorm i'll put a lightning um, effect in right here perfect whoa uh how are you i'm good how are you it's I'm been a little tired yeah but no. i'm good i've been we, we we had a fun every place i cry show this weekend oh gosh did we thank you so much all of you who um chipped in for that we we raised a lot of money for um, a lot of people below the line who have been affected by the strike and that's, that's who that went to. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which was, which was great. And it felt really good to be able to do that. And that's all because of you. And we got to do a fun show too. And we got some rad footage from it for some of you that haven't seen it. Hopefully we'll have a way for you to see it soon. Yeah. Thank you. Drew Spears productions who truly rolled out the whole yeah. The whole shebang, but like all of five it was cameras. Like, it was a little, it was like. It was extra all the way across the board though, because like you got to have your dream of starting a mosh pit. Ross yep. crowd surfs, <laughs> like mm-hmm. truly wild. Speaking of so life. So opportunity. Yeah, yeah there you go. Say, I'll take okay. this opportunity to say, um, come see us do off book live. Uh, please. Hey, we love please. to see your faces. Hey, hey please. please. Some of the tickets are almost gone and some of them we'd actually like it if there were some more sold. <laughs> Yeah, we, um, Seattle, dear sweet friends, we're looking at you. We are in kind of a big room for us. We'd love if you like did that thing where maybe you've definitely already bought a ticket, but maybe you like bring a friend. Yeah. And maybe, maybe you actually, like, we need you to bring eight or nine friends because you're so yeah. popular <laughs> we, yeah. and we do need you. So that's September 18th, seven o'clock at the crocodile in Seattle. We got two shows in Portland, the early show, the seven o'clock show on September 19th is almost sold out. The nine thirty show has some tickets left. Hey, you come into the seven o'clock show. Who knows when we'll be back? Maybe you want to come to both and maybe now you, you do that. That's in Mississippi Studios. Um, And then for our friends in the SoCal area, we're going back to the Bourbon Room, which has been the home to two very fun live shows. So, um, and that one's also selling pretty well, but there are tickets. So uh, don't, don't wait. Um, Come see us at the Bourbon Room. Those shows have been a blast. We... And, and for those people who've been sliding in or asking about other areas, yes, we are trying. A lot of people want to tour because of the strikes, but th- don't don't think that we won't keep trying. Though we have sunsetted the weekly release, like we love doing off book live. So even if we don't get any more dates in the rest of 2023, um, you can look for those in 2024. We're going to come to the Midwest. We're going to come to the Northeast. We're going to come. We're going to try to hit Atlanta. All these cities are very much on our radar. It's just that unfortunately they are also on every other uh, touring. Every single radar. artist is out of work <laughs> and everyone is like, now is the time for me to tour. But we know that even when the strikes are over, it's going to take a second. So we're still going to tour. So don't worry. We are trying to come for you. Um, we're coming for you in the best possible way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But this is the episode where we, um, we've been doing this fun experiment where we, where we want to write a musical um, write a new musical that you get to hear the process. And we started by saying, all right, what's all that good, good that we created for six years? Mm-hmm. What, what are the gold in those Hills? And, um, Mine thank you for out. those of you who, who listened to six to seven hours of us discussing our own improv show, which is, you know, look, I've never known my own <laughs> navel better. 
you know, I have a yeah. great view of it now. I looked at it for a long time. A long time. Thank you to Jackie for helping us. Um, and we will post when this episode drops, we will post the word cloud uh, that on, on the Instagram that was um, um, a very funny exercise. But this is where we're going to come from those ideas. And, and Zach, you're going to hear Zach. We have not talked about this separately. No, we have not. So this, <laughs> so this is us <laughs> coming to each other in a real brainstorm. And I think starting now, Zach, let's try to just talk like we normally would as if we weren't on a pod. Absolutely. I will give one preface though, that is very funny to me that like the audience is about to witness something that like you and I are both sort of familiar with, but I, we never sort of put into words, which is that like, I fully suspect that the things that I am bringing to the table are 1000% less grounded than the things that you are bringing yes. to the table. Yes. That is our dynamic. I think things that people could intuit where they're like, um, who most often makes the slime sing and who often is like... Who often gives the slime a quinceanera as sort of like a growing <laughs> moment for the slime. <laughs> Still funny and good, but just like grounded and like deep. I part. mean, you and I are, we're, listen, we're dedicated to the content that comes from both of our brains. That's right. Which brings me to my first pitch, slime quinceanera. <laughs> <laughs> slime quinceanera is actually quite good. Um, it's really good. So uh, we decided to come away like the, the way, and you're right, from this point forward, we should just talk about as if it's not a podcast. Okay, ready? Listener, we've forgotten about you. Um... So we talked about maybe doing some that were more thought out and some like sillier ones. I feel like when you and I like, none of these are obviously done. Like we can riff on all of them. They yeah. all sort of come from this. It's like what's stuck from this big, long assignment and, and, and like, let's build some stuff off of it. Do you have yeah, any, do you want, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, do you want to say like, what, what felt like area, like what felt like thematic areas of heat for you? Yeah. I mean, you and I have always been drawn to, uh, high concept, low stakes, which is to say like not insane stakes, like, right. Like very important stakes, but it's like, um, you know, it's that, it's that Eddie Izzard sketch of, uh, Darth Vader in the, in the Death Star canteen. Yeah. It's yeah, like, definitely. It's, it's like science fiction, but it's just someone trying to get like spaghetti. Did I tell you the story that, um, a writer told me on the picket line about a Darth Vader idea he had? No, but is it really good? And are we about to steal okay, it and so, make a musical about it? Okay. So I was commiserating with him about what happened with our movie at DreamWorks. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, honestly, it's like, it's a, such a bummer. And I was like, but I kind of suspect there were like notes along the way where there was like this one exec who kept making it, trying to make it like legit evil. And Zach and I had to be like, we refuse to celebrate a true dictator and especially not in a movie for children. Like what the hell are you actually talking about? Yeah. To, to give a little we bit like, more context, this was a- No, they're not here, Zach. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you can context away. We had like a villain redemp a re a redemption story, which obviously they know we love. But to do that, you have to make that person redeemable, which means they have to start from a place that isn't like. Yeah, they have to be a so, fun. They have to be a fun villain. They, they can't just be, be like, fun what villain. if they were a mass murder? It's like, oh. Um, Truly. And there was like one executive kept being like, but what if this person was like a little more evil? And you and I had to constantly be like, but it's a comedy. Anyway, so I was like also talking it's to this. it's DreamWorks. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I in know. what world is DreamWorks going to be like, this is the one where we melted all of Minnesota and everyone in Minnesota yeah, is dead. It was dead. so warped. It felt so wild to have to keep having that conversation. Um. Anyway, then this guy was like, yeah. This is a guy who is like uh, um, older than us, like was around for the 07 strike, is a, a co-creator of a, like a pretty big TV show. Mm, he drops Very nice guy. The 07 <laughs> strike. I know. I don't know if I want to like you fully out that. him you right now, but he's very sweet. And um, uh, he was telling me this story that he once had a script where he was like, oh, okay, I have this idea for... Um, a show where it's sort of like a Darth Vader vehicle or like a Darth Vader, Vader type character. Mm -hmm. And um, he gets tried for his war crimes. Like he, you know, like a, a good, a good like rebellion takes over. He gets tried for his war, war crimes and their, their punishment for him, his version of like jail is he gets sent to earth high school. They're like the worst, most hardest thing in the world. And, and he had an exec who said, yeah, cool. Oh my gosh. I'm getting like, this is going to be so edgy with like cool, like school shooter vibes. What? And the guy was like, 
No. It's and absolutely he basically not going took to be the that. project away and killed it because he was like, How dare that be your instinct? It's a comedy about Darth what Vader's if Darth Vader had to go to an American high school. I think he wanted it to be like maybe like an animated show. School like a silly like bot? what are we talking about? Can you believe that? It's just like another sort of check in the column of, oh right. I don't know how people get these jobs as studio executives, but it truly so feels rough. It truly it's so rough. It's like Anyway, their notes are sometimes very bad. Some of them are great. I know, I know, I actually know, well, no, I was going to say, I know very few mediums, but actually there are tons of mediums. I was going to say, I feel like I only have experiences with execs that I like really love. And I'm like, oh, they're brilliant. We've had some, we've had some great ones. We had some great ones at DreamWorks who we love. Yeah, totally. They're also not there. Anyway. We don't need to say this. So you can tell me the man's name because no one else is listening. It's just you and me. Oh we'll, yeah, you're and right. We'll, and we'll bleep it out. <laughs> um, I just know his name's <laughs> I can tell you the. <laughs> yeah, what show? He's very nice. Um, but we... We were like, yeah, why would you ever when you're when you're dealing with comedy, you have to get those stakes correct because otherwise you can't laugh at it. I suspect there is a subsection of the population for whom there is no bridge too far. But I think that the sliver is quite small. And I think that a lot of people are like, everyone will love if it's edgy. Everyone and, and it's just like also the world has changed, right? Like that's also something that I like crack up. We've been given that a little bit where it's like, yeah, go ahead and make this as like edgy or as effed up as you want. And we're like, what? okay, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do, but like for uh, that is a weird thing. It's like who is sitting down at the TV is like, I want my fucking moral compass to be challenged right now. Give me some <laughs> twisted shit. I, I mean, I guess some people some yeah. people like it. Yeah. You know, it's a lot safer and it's a lot better served in features because you only sit with it for like an hour and a half or two hours. And you get the whole arc. Like, you and know you where the it whole starts arc. and you know where it ends. Yeah. But a TV show, I don't think I could ever, well, I, I don't think I could ever write anything like that anyway. I appreciate that some people can, but it, for it to be funny is like an even, that's so daunting. Yeah. Okay. So I agree with you. I like steaks. I like High concept, but lower stakes or more like human emotional stakes. Yes. It's got to have human emotional stakes. I also want to talk like business for a second. Like we're talking business. It's business time. Uh, Okay, great. So we're sort of like, we're talking about developing an IP here. And you and I have also sort of like, we we want to do the recorded version that we have all, all done. We've floated the idea of maybe having it be like also translatable into a two-person show and then maybe also eventually like a full-length Broadway style, like musical, musical, like it's IP, it can live in whatever it wants. But I was trying to think in terms of like, you and I have always talked about it's like we go to we go to general meetings and they're like we want we want to work with like creators who have like these ideas that they love and you and I do occasionally have ideas that we love but I think maybe as a byproduct from doing the show maybe not we're also like we will find a way to fall in love with any idea that we spend enough time with and on that yeah. and on that sort of wavelength I'm thinking how can we set ourselves up for like long-term success here? So in addition to the things that you and I are drawn to, what are some sort of areas that I think are like extremely sellable? And I know that that's like a gross thing to say kind of in the business of it all, but it is sort of in the back of my head where I'm thinking like, oh, these are, if not IPs, these are areas that like, if I took this show to fringe, the poster alone would sell it out. And there are shows that are like that. And I think that like, that is not a thing that is you and I never do things that are like only that we're not like, like here's our cash go idea. Let's do it. But it has been sort of in the back of my head for some of these ideas that I've um, come up with, which will become evident as we talk about them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think like you and I have talked about for this project, making sure that we don't just blue sky the, the most absurd idea possible that we try to keep needs to be doable we try to keep an eye on something that's doable yeah i don't think there's anything i agree with you i think like we oftentimes like fall in love with something in execution not necessarily in its inception i think almost always i think i almost never love pitches i i love products i'm sometimes really excited for pitches but i don't like love them you know yeah fall in love later um what are what, what were the stuff that stuck with you from the from the word cloud and the and the dump and all that stuff 
So I think same same thing about like steaks and uh, these these worlds where almost everything operates like our world, but with one sort of bigger conceit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the other thing that I was just like, yeah, let's let's maybe not run away from the fact that we love writing like right by writing I mean like improvising we find a lot of like depth and humor and uh road with um teens yeah and teens are emotionally volatile in a way that I think is really useful for us yeah and I'm like listen in a stage version you and I could absolutely just play teens right and you know it's uh and this is like this is way back in our history of like always thinking of like when how do we get to perform it um, but that would be my thought is like, okay, I think that it, we would be remiss to see how often we like harness the energy of young adults or teens, people who are at like that, like you said, emotionally volatile place. It feels like that is also very sellable. I, like, no, I it, agree. And I think that it's something that we in have ended up becoming good at writing because we inhabit it so much. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like it's very hard to write about the moment you're in. It's a lot easier to write about a moment that you have exited, but though we're not that close to our teens, it does still feel very like accessible to me. We're not, we're not so old that it's like, ah, to be young, I don't understand the youth anymore. Right. Like maybe I don't know what exactly it feels like to be 15 in 2023 to have like come out of COVID and always had a cell phone like I don't think I have access to that right but I have access to the evergreen part of like that age is very specific for everybody like it's very very and I love a coming of age story yeah. like I I like the, have you seen um you're so not invited to my bat mitzvah no I heard it's, it's great, very though. it's very cute it's really sweet do we know who produ- who produced that well it's Sandler but um Sammy Cohen directed it have you ever met them they are like in I had coffee with them actually to talk about directing. They're in the like Sam Reichiverse. Oh, great. Uh, used to direct a bunch of college humor stuff. Um, a really, really smart director. Um, so that was, That's oh, and Jordy did costumes. Oh, we love Jordy. So it's a very cute movie, but um, uh, very sweet. And I watch a lot of YA stuff. Also, we watch a lot, we consume YA fantasy. I consume YA fantasy like it's nobody's business. I also consume yeah. like YA anime, like it's crazy. Um, so I feel like we would be dummies to potentially turn away from like what I think is something that we're really good at accessing. I agree. Plus do you fun. want? Do you want to start with? Plus, it's fun. Do you want to start with stupid stuff and get less stupid or how do you want to do this? Or you just want to like trade off and see what we got? Whatever you think. I don't think. I have no thoughts. I'm only vibes at this point. Okay. Well, yeah, here's, here's one. Let's start here. This is sort of a confluence with a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about. And I'll add in one other element to this. You and I are both sort of like recovering is the wrong word. We are ex mega Harry Potter fans, right? Because that fandom was like so poisoned by uh, JK Rowling's like anti-transness that it just like felt bad to inhabit it. Totally. I I support everybody who finds a way to still love Potter and everything that it stands for. But yes, it's very hard to it's hard it's hard to separate the architect from the house um yeah yes i especially while they're still living and still saying bullshit stuff still living still saying wild fucking stuff so on in that vein there have been a number of like let's go to wizard school projects that have popped up and i think that there is a space here for something that is like something that is um healing a little bit to the space of like doing a better version of that that sort of like scratches the things that we love about it we obviously don't use any of the stuff that would get us sued um, but that's not hard to do because almost everything that she has in that books in those books is from something else <laughs> like <laughs> like it's a there um 
So here, here are my sort of like, here are my sort of rough thoughts. These are bad, but they're just a starting place. We could do, right. we could do Bogwarts. Bogwarts is just if Hogwarts was in like a bayou and it's just like a very, very swamp based wizard school. It's way less affluent than Hogwarts is. Um, yeah. And then the other one is sort of like a run on that, which is just like public wizard school. This is like not the, not the highest. They don't have all the stuff. The magic stuff doesn't work. And it's just like, way more normal kids. Um, but I would I like to just still yeah. feel like that is worn territory. Like there was like that wizards of, I mean, there's wizards of Waverly place. I'm not there familiar. Was, I do know that it exists, but I don't know anything. There, about there was like that Nick Nickelodeon wizard drama that our good friend Tyler was in. There's a, uh, that was a wizard show. Yeah. Also, I feel like Wednesday has kind of taken a lot of this space. Up Wednesday's like, a monster school. There are many, many monster school shows going on too. So I do worry that, and also I think that we should stay away from anything that feels like parody. I feel like we should make sure it feels like a parody musical you and I could write for fun very quickly. For sure. Yeah. I guess I wasn't thinking of it as a parody. I was thinking more of like this like fantasy space was something that we spent so much time in and have so many like ideas about and is so fertile that um, I agree with you. There are a lot of other people doing it, but I think we would do it very I think we would do it very well. Um, yeah. And I think I just, it's extremely sellable. Um, yeah. Well, I think Bogwarts is definitely parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless, no, I, I was saying from worst to best. Like that, like that's, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't feel strongly about either of those things. I just think, and yeah. I do have to feel like for me, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like if you put out a, a wizard school property, you're just going to get comps. You're, what does that mean? You you're do? just going to get compared. You're just going to like, it's going to be really hard to feel like it's your own. Mm, yeah, that's fair. I still feel like Harry Potter still has the, the mind space of like a wizard going away to school. Yeah, that's fair. But, uh, I mean, there's also something to be like, what part, what's the part that excites you the most? A school story with a conceit? No, I like, I think I like castle vibes and I think I like the idea of telling like an extremely trans story in a space. Not that that's like, not even a trans story, but like a trans friendly story. Like I, I like the idea of rebuilding that world in a more inclusive way. Um, yeah, in, definitely. In but then that, way. that definitely puts us in the world of like, now we feel like headcanon of someone else's thing versus our. Mm, that is, that is true. That is certainly it, true. It starts to feel like. Cause listen, in my head canon, Helga Hufflepuff is trans, um, well, there uh, go. <laughs> and has been for years, has been forever, <laughs> for for truly forever. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I love the spirit behind that, but I feel like that I I don't want to like draw any sort of comparisons. No, 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 totally, totally fine. Just to start, but I mean, but I guess the part is like, what's the so the castle is big for you. The castle and the magic are because big I'm like for me. I, I mean, also like, love I like, like fantasy stuff. Yes, no, I know. Um, I think like Sky High is fun, and it's doing like a similar. You know, there's like the idea of blank high school or blank yes something is also fun to me. It is the convergence you, of two loves of mine, which is like fantasy stuff and school stuff. So like I yes. think that's maybe that's where that's coming from. But yeah, yeah. it could be some like you know it could be anything in that space that doesn't draw as many direct comps is I think fine. Yeah. Just wanted to throw that out there. Just as a No, I mean, we talk, you, 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 I know, I know you feel this way. You bring up a wizard school. I just, maybe I just want to do wizard school real bad. That's okay. I think, I think you do. And I love and respect that for you. It makes me a little like, not nervous is the right word, but just like, it feels like it gets into parody space or it gets into it's like less interesting to you. And that's totally. Yeah. Fair. Cause it feels like it's, this is our take on this thing that means a lot to us versus like, it is here's that. a whole cloth new idea. Yes, it is. It, it is definitely that. That is fair. Which I guess isn't necessarily parody, but it's still, it still feels like very inspired by. Yeah. Um, it's, there's a lot of like, Hmm. Yes. I have some stuff that is definitely inspired by on this list just because I feel like, it is 
if we have something that's like totally, absolutely whole cloth original that we love, like great. But I feel like whenever we're pitching something, we're often using like, it's this meets this, right? Sure. Just, just as a, just as like a shorthand for like getting an idea of what an idea is. Um, yes. But yeah. Definitely. Um, Give me one. Okay. So now I'll bring up something that I always bring up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is like intergenerational stories. Oh yeah. Um, so, and this is actually a little bit born out of that idea we had um, when we were framing how we might try to sell off book as a special. So have you seen, have you seen about time? Mm, no. Okay. Um, not important. Is that the um, one where the dad and the son are the ones that can go through time? Yes. Okay. But it's like very, like, um, there's not a lot of magic to the magic. Like they go in a closet and close their eyes, you know, like there's not, um, it's not, and about, everything, it's not about the time travel of it all. And everything else in the world is like all regular. Um, I think, and because it really does come up a lot of times, either a kid discovers a teen discovers that they have this ability or this ability runs in their family but it's basically, it's a portal story because I feel like we really like portals. We do came like up portal stories. Even more often than I thought. And it's basically like, maybe it's in a family or maybe it's like discovered under a town or something. So it's not necessarily just one teen. It could be like a group of teens or something, but it's a portal that will allow you very limited access to yourself at other ages. You're not with yourself. You are yourself at other ages. Like I could open my closet door and I could be like, um, can anybody give me advice about how to ask this person out? And then my like 45 year old self comes out and is like, oh, which crush is this? Oh yeah, we loved them. Okay, here, here's what you got to do. And then like the pitfalls of are you, should, should you know that information? Is that helpful? Or is knowing too much about like what could come of your future harmful. Wow. That's mind bendy. Okay. So you can talk to the other versions of yourself. But I feel like in the, in a fun way, that's a little bit randomized. Like you couldn't necessarily like they could go to the closet and ask that question and get, <laughs> you, and get their get six who, year old self. You get who you get. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your six year old self. Who's just like, I don't know, just do it. Isn't it just like, remember that time we climbed the tree? We we're scared at first, you know, like, <laughs> but then this person has to sort of like, uh, in their regular time is like, okay, I guess that is kind of good advice. Or you see how it backfires or you see how it potentially, um, you know, they have to make maybe, maybe ultimately make a decision to close the portal because you should just live your life in the moment that you're in. I like that a lot. This idea that you could have access to your own experience and it could be funny if it was multiple teen, I don't know, like truly like found in a cave or it's like, hey, on every on your 15th birthday, we tell you this family secret that we have uh, access to this portal. Um, I wonder if it's like for the timeline breaking of it all a little simpler if because we've you've also pitched ideas before that I think are really cool about like following a family like tree through time. Yes. So I wonder if like sometimes you open the portal and you get like your great, great, great grandfather. And sometimes you open the portal and you get someone from like, I don't know, like hundreds of years ago or yeah. I do like that too. Um, I just like that. That's very silly idea we had where we got visited by our past selves and we had to try to convince them we were successful. <laughs> the self self talk of it all is very funny because there's, there's no one in the world you would be like more honest with. Yeah. And um, like some, some versions know what you are thinking and some versions don't like, um, like one day you open the door and it's just the person, it's just you from a week ago. And you're like, Oh, I don't know. Like we got, we're, we have the same problem, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know, like, um, uh, but I think it was like a teen story with this like significant magical component. And then we'd have to like, we'd have to architect the why of it all of like, why this story now, what is this kid facing now that this information helps or hurts? Yeah. Um, or is there like a need of their family or a need, like a need of their school, a need of their friend, a need of their town, um, that this portal access like, and it's obviously it's like a blank check thing. It's like too much of a good thing where then like maybe they start to feel a little, 
powerful and they have to sort of rein that back in, yeah. which I do always like that. That's like a, it's sort of like almost a superhero origin story too, where you have to, part of it is learning to deal with being given a special power. Right. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. I'm into it. I have an easier time picturing the, the sort of like mechanic of it than the, I mean, obviously like the greater story that it lives within is like a, is a very big question mark right now, but, but like, yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's conceptually I'm down. A teen portal, you know, a a teen portal. I guess another way you could think of teen portal is this 15 year old kid can summon the 15 year old virgin version of anybody in their life. Like, uh, yeah, it's like 15-year-old Bill and Ted, but they come to you. Yeah, exactly. And you you are talking to your own parents at 15. You're talking to your math teacher at 15. That's so like, funny because all the people that you would think would have really good advice would always be giving you the bad 15-year-old advice of whatever it was that you were coming for. Right. And I think it also like humanizes adults to remember that they were also ch- like children. You know, like um, it's like the Back to the Future thing where meeting his own dad helps him understand like what a sweetheart he is right. even though he thinks he's like weak right i think that kind of stuff is always cool where you're like oh if you thought about how that person has also probably been scared to ask out a crush right you probably would realize you have more in common with them than you think i like that a lot i think yeah <laughs> any 15 year old <laughs> any 15 year old you can talk to anyone in the world but they will be 15 <laughs> <laughs> like um yeah Oh, you can talk, you can talk to Einstein, but it's only 15 year old Einstein. Yeah. And he's going through some fun. stuff. That's um, fun. I like that. I like too. that too. <laughs> Fam- uh, famous 15 year olds. Famous 15 year olds. Um, here's a, here's a silly one. This one's called Great. Moon Mart. Uh, a family and their robot in a sleepy little moon town struggle to keep their moon 7-Eleven afloat when aliens open a moon Walmart across the street. It's okay. just the kids are at night, but it's but uh, but it's um it's in space and it's in the moon. I love it. It's like I don't know, but like sci-fi westerny or like we always get like the very polished sci-fi, and the sort of yes. like poor sci-fi is like exciting to me as a setting. Um, there's a video game called uh, Stardew Valley, which is about like you basically inherit like a broken down house in a town and end up like basically revitalizing the town one of two ways, either by like helping your neighbors or like helping the Walmart expand or, yeah. <laughs> or like the two ways yeah. it can go. Um, but that to me is just like a small like Space 7-Eleven is very funny to me. And yes. um, yeah, that's it. That's like, that's all I have for that one. I love it. Um, I was trying to think of something that I feel like another thing that I did like that we were coming up with was like competitions. So like, like a small town competition story, um, like they're competing for like something really ridiculous, like, uh, corn mazes or Mm -hmm. like, um, but the idea of town versus town competing in something absurd. Yeah. Uh, it was more of a kernel. Yeah, yeah it kernel, have- kernel it. Yeah, <laughs> throw it in the fire, see if it pops. That's how you get popcorn. I was surprised how often we had competition come up. Um, yeah, um, I feel like the one town, the um, the this town is like this, and this town is like something else entirely different. It's like really appealing. Yeah. Um, or they're, or, and like probably they, you know, learn that they have more in common than they thought, but, um, of course. but, uh, a ridiculous comment. Yeah. Because I, I mean, that's real, right? Towns get like very into these very, very specific things. Like there's, um, in New Jersey, uh, where my in-laws visit sometimes there's like. Santa comes around in the fire truck every, every like Christmas. Like he rides the fire truck through the town and like, that's a big thing. And they talk about it as if it's like, yeah. And then Santa will come around in the fire truck. Whereas me in California, I'm like, what do you mean Santa, Santa will come around on the fire come truck? around in the fire truck. But he does. And it's like a big thing. And everyone comes out of their houses to like watch Santa come around on the fire truck, just in this little neighborhood in New Jersey. Um, and I think it's funny if like, you know, you take a town's, 
excitement for that and be like, well, our Santa on our fire truck is going to... Our the- fire truck is bigger. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, I, th- I was thinking, yeah, or like a haunted house off, off that like goes awry. Like one of them gets like too terrifying or if we wanted to go full like magic wildness, yeah, they accidentally conjure a real ghost. Yeah. Like, uh, and... I was thinking of a lot of uh, 13-year-old colonial ghost boy. Um, yes. Is, is just a fun fish out of water that both like doesn't affect anything and is so hyper-specific. But I think yeah. it's funny to have like two towns having a competition for best haunted house and the town that always loses gets a 15-year-old colonial ghost boy and it like <laughs> turns the whole thing around uh, because all of a sudden like he brings all his ghost friends or whatever. Like this one is really haunted now. Yeah. Or whatever. And it ends up being about they they end up having to fix whatever will allow these ghosts to rest. Right. They need to finally rest. We gotta um, stop that though. I think if if ghosts are fun to hang out with, we gotta stop sending them back. We just let these ghosts hang out in this town. If these ghosts wanna be here, I wanna let them be here. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like uh <laughs> there's a lot of like I, I mean, I don't know if this would be a little less of a good road to go down but I do always like when we have like holiday specifics they sort of help give a a little bit of extra there there so I think that that's within that that's something I like and then additionally that's always something to consider it's like yeah it's the great holiday parade musical about like the two towns that are competing of who has biggest fire truck yep and one has a ghost (laughs) (laughs) as a Christmas ghost (laughs) or like this town is so freaking obsessed with Valentine's day. It's warped. And like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, uh, that's messed up. That's a funny, that's a funny one to drill in on. Oh, fuck me. Are you okay? Did you just hit the desk so hard? Yes. The camera shook. I couldn't tell if you were really excited or in pain. And I guess that's pain. Oh, I'm sorry, friend. (laughs) Keep it. Oh no. Are we keeping it? They people have to know that I hit my knee on my desk. Oh no, Jessica. Ouch. I'm so sorry. <sighs> it's okay. Okay, yeah. But like um I wish we were recording video. I'd clip it. <laughs> show oh my gosh. Okay, so I do I do like first of all, I like like smaller stories, like four main characters and then fill in a world, three main characters, fill in a world, that kind of story. But it would also I also would take on a like love actually style intersecting storyline type thing. Yeah. And a town that's even though they already made a movie called Valentine's Day with Taylor Swift in it, like a town that is like warped about Valentine's Day and the intersecting storylines of many many uh, relationships. Love is fun. actually Valentine's Day. That's right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those are those are intricate. Not to say that we can't do it, but like that's a those are those are twisty yeah. little tangle webs. Yeah. Um, are you ready for one of the stupidest things I've ever come up with? Yep. Okay. So we've heard The Wizard of Oz from Dorothy's perspective, and then we've heard it from The Wicked Witch. What if we heard it from Dorothy again, but she hates it? <laughs> this is one where, like, here's how, here's what I wrote this. Hates it is, the, is not exactly the right. This is called There's No Place Like Oz. Dorsey says, thanks, I'm good, to actually going home. And it's the story of four weirdos following a young woman and her dog who is just trying to mind her own business. It's like she just like sets up shop in Oz and is like, actually, it's fine here and I'm fine. She's sort of an anti-heroine and then everyone else just like bothers her. This does like fall into like, this is obviously someone else's IP uh, public domain, but... um, that's but it funny. is one of those. And if that's not what you're into, then you won't be into this. But <laughs> bad Dorothy. I guess I forgot that bad Cinderella just happened and like absolutely ate shit on Broadway. Aw. Is yeah. that what that is? What? Bad Cinderella? Bad Cinderella was, a, I think, an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that like opened oh, and then pff. roundly closed. Amazing. Not um, not once upon a time. Once, got you. Yeah, once upon a time with our with star of stage Briga. Oh, um, love her. Love her. Um, okay, I think we could to go back to schooling. Okay. Maybe it's not wizards, but it could be wizards. But 
I do think separate from, I mean, ultimately I think my heart is a little bit more with um, like a 15 year old or group of 15 year old protagonists, but we have had some fun college stories as well. Um, I think that we could, we could do a, it's this college. Like we could, I got one of those on my list and it's maybe about the same one that you're going to say, but maybe not. Trickster you. Oh, it's not trickster you. Okay, what's yours? Mine is uh, the uh, Olympus you. It's like the it's like the fraternity sorority, but we take all the gods and we make oh, them yeah. just teens. We've talked about this before. But yeah. The thing that I can't remember is if someone else has already done this thing. Well, I don't know. There's like Percy Jackson coming out, which is like camp gods. It's the children of gods. And I think it's about to be like a little in the world because that show's premiering like in a month. This I put a little older. This yeah, to me yeah. is like, this to me is like college kids. So they're into like college kid shit. It's a little sexier than like children, children. Yeah. Um, and because uh, we're talking about young adults here. And I think that it's just so funny because all the gods are such shitheads. If you read about like the things that they actually do. Oh yeah. Like Zeus Terrible. is the worst. They're, they're all awful. like Hades. They're they're all bad, and it strikes me as something that would be like so funny, to, to just like great. They're this is like Greek life, but this is this is who they are, and every and it's just like a college drama, but they're you know been drinking ambrosia and turning people into geese and fighting okay. with each other all the time. Okay, what about this really ridiculous idea? You ready here? Really yeah. ridiculous idea for yeah, me. Yeah, hit me. Okay, it's a college, but. It's a college for bears and bear college, bear college. And one, one hibernation season, a few bears can't fall asleep. So it's, it's just the havoc that a few bears (laughs) who have the run of the college by themselves. Right. And it's not like they destroy it. Right. Because they go, they do go to this school normally. Yeah. But they're like, it's kind of like a snowed in story, which I feel like is something we've played with before too, where it's just like, yes, like trapped oh, and in I'm time st- and they're the only ones there for some and reason. And I'm stuck here with you and everything else about the story is treated completely human. It's just a world where, oh, we forgot we were bears. Yeah. They act exactly like college kids or like boarding school era age, but they are stuck because they cannot stay asleep. They can't go they, to sleep. Because there's something in bear magic where if you don't get hibernated immediately, uh-huh. you, you can't get hibernated. You can't go, you can't get hibernated. I was, there was 5% of me that was like, Jessica's about to spit a real bear fact here. <laughs> no, but. But like we've all been like, there. Sometimes it's hard to get back to sleep. You have to yeah, get like up a, and go do something like go and go to college. Honestly, Is this one called Bears Got to Get Knowledge? Bears Got to Go to College. It's, it's not not called that. It's not that. not called that. Um, But yes. I mean, uh, I love it. I mean, that to me is like, that's sort of like right in the pocket of like, this is so stupid and crazy. Um, in success, does this one have to be animated though? No, man. Like it's just us on stage with like little bear ears okay. acting like Never exactly like humans. Yeah. It's, it's the just Emmett like, Otter Jug Band adapta- live adaptation. There's absolutely no part of this where we're like, rah, rah, rah. We're just like, oh man, I can't believe I'm awake with you, my enemies. And how are we going to become friends? It's like a breakfast club story about like, oh, we would never get along normally, but we're the four bears who are awake. Are there also other animals that don't hibernate that take over the college when all the bears are asleep? Or is the college just empty? Okay, that's a great question. I think they think it's empty. And then maybe there's a fun midpoint where they're like, the birds come in here the whole time. I thought the they migrated. Like, it's like, nah, migration is nah, just man. a lie, dude. Dude, that's <laughs> like, a lie. We don't go anywhere. We used to migrate and then you built a college here and or now we like actually just, there's stay. Just, there's just four Canadian geese who don't migrate and they're like, Wah? what are you guys doing here? It's not cold. Actually, for us, it's fine. <laughs> we break into your college and we have a great time. And okay. then they're like, get out of here. Obviously, this one's great. Obviously, I have no <laughs> thoughts on this one. This one... This is uh, like a small idea I had before this meeting that got expanded by this meeting by you specifically saying I could see the post like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, there is something treating everything else grounded about it, but there's just a conceit that we're talking about bears. They're bears. And, And 
I guess there's no real reason to other than to have like this fun idea of like all the hibernation specifics. Like what do any of these ideas give us? They just give us like specificity, right? Like ultimately it's a story about like unexpected friendship and coming together. And it could even be in a fun way. It could be like a short period of time. Oh, that's actually another bucket that I really like. I like our stories that are really actually short in the time that the story spans. Yeah. 24 hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. Those Just are because like, it feels so, it feels really present and everything feels really important. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think those are fun to it gives it just like a different metronome of stakes i feel like we don't do in musicals that often yeah i agree no i like this idea a lot are you ready for an even stupider idea (laughs) that i forgot that i wrote down hit me with it okay so you know how we had the fast food phantom bit that we did for a long time of course and you know how there have been multiple musicals all called phantom for some reason yes i do well what if we added another one and this one's called and it's not actually called this because we couldn't call it this, but it's basically called the Phantom of Love Island. And it's basically just there is like a, a a big, obsessive, weird, magical weirdo who has like very strong opinions about how he wants this season of Love Island to go. He knows who he wants to couple up. He knows how he wants oh people to treat God. the challenges. It's like um, so that on the, you have these like two sides of you have like you have like basically this season of Love Island where things are going like very wrong because there's like someone in the fucking rigging like messing with all their stuff and like writing threatening notes but the notes are, are all about like needing these two people to get together or have like this person voted off or whatever uh, a haunted reality show is so funny yeah I mean obviously that would be really funny. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Okay, thanks. I just wanted to share that with you. I really love it. <laughs> the, something about those like worlds that just because like the people of, and I'm th- talking about Love Island UK, obviously, but obviously. like the people of Love Island UK are like so specific and having a big opera masked <laughs> weirdo ha- having the like, producers have to read the weird fucking threatening notes he sent about like needing Brian and Crystal (laughs) to to, like to have more opportunities to spend time together. I don't know. They need to get voted into the hideaway or else I will collapse the chandelier. (laughs) That's just a neon light. This neon light that says spill the tea. Yeah. (gasps) Great. But really it's a, it's a statement about, the sure. boundaries we'll, between us. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Obviously these all will have heart. Like there's certain things in the world, word cloud that are like love. We are like, yeah, they will all be about they'll like all have love horses. They'll, yeah, all, be they'll about all have like, horses. Re- redemption and growth <laughs> and all the good things that we like. Right. Um, okay. Should we think of our favorite four? Because that's a votable amount in an Instagram poll. Oh, for sure. Now, you, want me to, you want me to hear, wait, how many more do you have? That's it, really. I mean, oh. I could keep like riffing off of like half ideas. I have a couple more. I can go through them very quickly. Oh. But yeah. also, we need to take a break. Sure. Okay. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we didn't take a break, but maybe you did. Okay, let me let me let me bounce through these kind of kind of fast. Um we both in going this is just from our us talking about the uh the thing that we just did, but like we talked about how like Stargazer is a pretty good name for a superhero and how we both like our Spider-Man goes to therapy thing, which we obviously yeah. can't do because Spider-Man is not our IP. But Stargazer is our IP. So we could do like a superhero goes to therapy, like one one evening. Um I don't know. I really like that one. That's funny. Like the therapist has another yeah. villain working for them. Like it's a real bodily episode thing. I love that. Or what about, what about like a, um, like a retreat for superheroes? Um, so it, is it for them you, to like cool off? Like it's like a therapy retreat, like, like a, like, um, like a mindfulness weekend, uh, that involves like group therapy sessions. I love it. Can villains also be there? Yes. Because, and there's just a rule that like, no one does their, sh- no one fucking fights here. Oh like- crap. I think this is like an episode of She-Hulk. Oh, um, is it? Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yes. There is an episode of She-Hulk where there's a bunch, I think they are like reformed villains. It's specifically for villains. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, cause She-Hulk's also there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We we'll can't put a do pin it. In. She called it a pin. Pin there. <laughs> this is a this is a this is a weird one. This one's called um I call it five stars. It could be anything. A famous chef attempts to gain some calm in their life by moving to a small town, but in doing so accidentally shines a global spotlight on a hidden gem when they open up a restaurant there. Can they use their success to revitalize the town, or will they destroy the quiet life that they desperately were seeking? Oh, this is like this idea that. of like kitchen, kitchen stuff is so like those things are so intense. And there's yeah. this anime trope of like people trying to get away from their hectic, horrible, like business jobs. And they just move to the middle of nowhere to like a small town to start like a quiet life. And so I like the idea that like this very, very talented chef would be like, this is too crazy. I'm just going to run a little tiny restaurant with lower stakes in the middle of nowhere. And this town like gets it for a while and they have this like little gift and then someone finds it and like blows up the spot. And it's like, it is one of the things because you see this thing on like travel shows where Anthony Bourdain writes about a place and sometimes it destroys the place. Yeah. Um, So yeah. I don't know what that necessarily calls to us specifically or if that's like something we're really drawn to. Um, okay, here's some that we shouldn't do. Uh, bats. <laughs> bats. Bats is cats, but it's with bats. <laughs> Great. Um, much Ado About Ducklings is just the Lion King treatment of Hamlet, but it's with ducks <laughs> and it's Much Ado About Nothing. Great. Um, here are two that we might do, and these are my last two. Are these your eggs, Benedict? That's my Incredible. joke. That's good. That's actually, that's what it's called. It's called Eggs Benedict. <laughs> it's the name of that musical. This one's called uh, Goddamn Sherlock Holmes. This is a story, this is a story, this is like a wicked treatment almost, but like this is Scotland Yard if they were the good guys and they're just trying to do their job and they're constantly getting their shit ruined by this like, opioid addled man and his boyfriend Watson who keep like running up every crime scene they have and make their jobs really, really, really because Scotland Yard like hates Sherlock Holmes, but you only ever see it from Sherlock Holmes perspective where he's like solving the crime because he finds one thread. This is a workplace comedy that isn't actually about solving the crimes. It's just these guys trying to do their job while Sherlock Holmes like wrecks their shit. That Zach is a very funny series idea. I feel Oh yeah, maybe that's not a musical. Maybe that's. Like I mean, a it could thing. still be musicalized, but that to you putting it as workplace comedy and them having sort of like a crime of the day of the episode, sort of an inverted comedic procedural. Yeah, you're right. We should stop. We should just keep this one for TV. This one's different. I mean, honestly, it's good. I like. I like. I think a comedic pre- procedural people have tried to crack, and it's a little. 
tricky, it's, but it's tricky. But this one's but fun because funny. like you just do the Sherlock Holmes. Like the mysteries yeah, are all it's done. Funny to, it's fun to play with the period of it. Yeah. I really you like know? that one for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Maybe that's our new TV show that we pitch later in our next podcast. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Even if it wasn't all those specific uh, capital N nouns, just like you get the vibe of what it is. Yeah, know? for sure. Okay. This one is, um, this one is like, a, I picture it as being like assassins E in sort mm-hmm. of the way that it functions, but it's another idea that we have like kicked around before and sort of halfway developed and then didn't do, which is uh, shoulder angel, shoulder devils. Yeah. And so this is just a series of like, the main characters is a shoulder angel and a shoulder devil who are trying to influence figures of history. And we're bouncing between the figures of history, but over the course of them doing it, it actually becomes less about that and more about them like realizing that they actually are very good friends with each other. Cause they're not at first. At first they're like mortal enemies. Sure. Who are trying to get Napoleon to like, you know, do whatever they're trying to get Napoleon to do. <laughs> but is it, um, but that's like, that's like a structurally, in the same way that Assassins is like sort of non-narrative, that's like yeah. a different thing. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool to think of any of these as like um, uh, song cycles, even. Yeah, that one's closer to that, I guess. It's just a series <laughs> of songs, and maybe I'm looking maybe. at the word cloud again. Um, <laughs> What's in that cloud? There are there are words in here that are. It looks like the proximity of um, a few words makes it look like it says competition boy. Yes, I saw that too. Competition boy. Competition boy. That's um, the tale of competition boy. It actually says space competition boy. <laughs> uh huh. Which is very good. Um, okay, bad, so bad journey. Bad journey. Bad journey. Good. Um, Quest mapping is good. Dang play. Um, Children uh, age, wolf. Children new. age, small trying. Summer guest. Um, dang, play movie. Good high. Uh, okay, we're gonna post this. Don't worry, you get to see this. Um, okay, so I think maybe. Yeah, wait, are you? Do you? Do you have any more? <laughs> can you believe? No. I mean, you did your homework way more. I was like, here are some buckets I like. These you are all right. like we're just we're just jumping off. And look, all these things are gonna change from what the, we've like pitched them as. This is just I, like. I think maybe the only word here that's jumping to me that I feel like maybe we haven't inherited a little bit is inherited. I don't know. That's not the word I wanted to use. Um, is summer. Um, yeah. Which I do also like. Um, I mean, I like any story where it's like, and the last night of summer is a nice specific timeline to give, um, like if going, going back to like my first one, if they were slightly older that summer before you, the summer between high school and college is like a pretty intense time. Yeah. Um, Cause it I does like, a, it does at the ticking clock of like, going yeah. Back. Like I think there's, um, I guess, <laughs> I guess the, <laughs> the hibernating bear story, if they're, um, if it opens with like a really big number about the last night before you go to sleep and like all the crazy shit you want to do. You got to eat um, so much food. You have so much. Cause you got to sleep for weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, but actually basically almost any idea that we could additionally put like summer on it. I do mm-hmm. like, I do like summer as a specific. Yeah. Um, I like a summer trip idea. Like, yeah. Uh, like, I was about to say book club too, but I actually don't know that that takes place in the summer. I feel like those ladies are always living in summer. Yeah, it does Um, feel like summer is their season. I have this completely separate idea that I have wanted to do. My mom has a pretty detailed journal when she backpacked in Europe when she was 20. Mm -hmm. And I've always thought it'd be cool as even like a nonfiction TV show to like either send her on a trip where she had to recreate recreate it. it. Yeah. Or like a Mamma Mia style where like a daughter tries to like recreate her mom's backpacking trip. Yes. Um, just to like experience it, not necessarily uh, to find which of her Papa Pia's is her Papa. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't get it twisted, Jessica. Papa Pia is the one where we know who the father is, but we're not we sure who the mother who the is. is. I know. Um, Papa Pia. <laughs> Here we go somehow. Um, no. Okay, so that's just a side thought. As I look at the cloud, that's the only word that I feel like 
jumped out at me that I was that felt like we maybe yeah hadn't touched yet. We haven't talked a lot about horses. I know or that wolves, one there too, but, but they'll be in there. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, um, yeah, let's narrow this down. We haven't been keeping notes. I don't think we just both wrote no. down our own stuff. I can just tell you internally my two that I'm excited about are yeah. some sort of portal okay. and bear college. Portal and bear college. Portal bear college is how that came out. You know, um, we don't have the exact ma- ma- machinations on portal. Is it anybody who's 15? Is it anybody from your family or is it yourself at any other age? But some sort of power is revealed where a teen can conjure other people through a portal. Yeah. For advice. I think, I think for me, mine would be like a uh, Olymp. I got another college one, I guess like Olympus college. Great. Um, and then where are you on the phantom of love Island? Too, too crazy, too weird. I don't think too crazy. I think that there's a way to do that. Like fairly like an app, an app, and actually like funny, absurdist take on reality television, I think feels very rich. How big a play the ghost is in it is a dial we could mess with, right? Like any kind of comedic send up of Love Island as a musical or like something like that yeah. could be could be really fun. And yeah, I think I there's a lot of like harnessing I'd want to do of that idea to make it like to the point we were talking about, make sure like the time span isn't too long. Because, because to, like, me, to me, to me, it's in it's sort of between that one and maybe the moon one. I also like a grounded moon story. I like the grounded moon story, but I also like what was the other one that you had? Um, haunted house. Oh yeah, the, yeah. The the two seats with the haunted house. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put moon moon mart and then portal and then. Bear College. Okay, so Greek life. Oh, yeah, let's call it that. Hibernation. Greek life, hibernation. Teen, teen portal. 15-year-old portal. <laughs> 15-year-old portal and Moon Mart. I love it. I think those feel... That's what you said, right? Yeah, although I'm wondering if we if Bear College and Greek life are too similar to both have on this list. And I mean, I this is also one. just a temperature check of like, if one of these gets a million votes, we will consider it. We're still ultimately going to pick an idea and land on an idea that we feel confident about writing. We just want to pay off that like, you're here, <gasps> reveal, people are listening, right. maybe. Oh my gosh, I forgot entirely. Um, And we want to see like what, uh, because this ultimately we do want this to be something that you would love our loyal sleepy babies. So it's more like a, the vote will be like an indicator of where the heat is for us. And then ultimately there'll still be, honestly, we could scrap all these completely and be like, I think the only thing we liked was college. Yeah, (laughs) We're just doing college. (laughs) We're doing summer college um, where you learn to be a lifeguard. Yeah. Um, Like at any, you know, none of this is tied to anything, but I think a small story on the moon is fun. So I would, I would opt to keep that. Okay. Moon Mart, uh, Greek Life, Hibernation, 15-Year-Old Portal, and Moon Mart. Great. Do we want to keep it at four? Do we want to go to six? I mean, it's just a poll, right? Who cares? I actually just didn't... Do polls go to six? I mean, I can make a poll go to six. Where are we talking about doing a poll here? Instagram story? Hmm. That's a good question. Instagram story polls might not go to six. Discord ones uh, definitely do, and Facebook ones definitely do. Oh, great. I mean, I think I think maybe it's worth putting either whatever your favorite is between like haunted house competition or Valentine's Day or a town that gets abstained about Valentine's Day and Love Island Phantom just to see if any of these things those are those are pretty different energy than anything that's on this list right now. So I'd be interested to see if people were into that or other stuff. Uh, yeah, I think um, Towns competing, let's say for now, it's Haunted House. Okay. But. Um, haunted House Town Competition. These A lot of these have ghosts. Do they? 
Well, if we did Love Island Phantom, then that has a ghost, that has a ghost. Well, Love Island Phantom is not actually a ghost. Because the Phantom is just a straight up weird man who's like... <laughs> I am picturing right. it as a straight up actual Phantom of the Opera Phantom where it's just a guy who like has has a bunch of like secret machinery that he is hidden around. Like he doesn't have powers. His face is just burned. <laughs> he wears a mask and he knows where the catacombs are below the whatever. But he's just a dude. Great. Let's see what the people think, you know? Okay. Great. Um, if this isn't possible on Instagram, we'll uh, start at the Discord and Facebook. And when it's... Um Whittled. When it's narrowed down, well, you'll be like one of the states that votes later in a primary where the choice has unfortunately like, sort of been made for you. Yeah, exactly. You have to pick someone else. <laughs> the Discord gets to be Iowa, um, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, congrats, Iowa. Congrats, <laughs> Um, Great. I think we will... Well, I hope that this was entertaining at all, but... I do, but I, I can't control what's entertaining for you. All I, I can do is put my conversations with my dear friend Jessica out onto the internet. For I'll say, I do think that was pretty much how we would talk. I think that was, I think that was it. You would hit your knee just like that if people <laughs> weren't listening. <laughs> I probably would. Hey, please buy tickets to our live show. So we need you to, but also we want you to, but also yep. you do you. Yep. Um, thank you th to those of you who came or streamed the Every Place I Cry show. Yes, I believe um, you can you still make donations if you want to see that show. That option is still available for you. Thank um, you so much for people who've been watching this season of Play It By Ear. Thank you to um, yeah, I think we got. I think we got two more Play It By Ears, and they're both also bangers that are fun. And there's there's merch. There's merch. There's a little bit more merch to come. More, there's merch, there's more merch to come, more tours to come. Keep your eyes on those spaces. Um, and as we thank say, you, Brett, who we probably will also make edit this one. But this should be f This so one's going to be right, so Brett? easy, Brett. Wasn't it easy? We love kiss, you, kiss, Brett. kiss. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, and as we say at the end of every episode of one of these. Hey, hey, you. Get off of my cloud. <laughs> Bob Dylan wrote that song. Bye. Bye. Did he write that song? Uh, I think that's the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Hey, you. Get off of my cloud. I like Bob's version of it though. Hey, hey you. Yeah. Get off of, get my, off of my cloud. cloud. Okay, bye.